Welcome to another episode of I Disagree with Martin Johnstone. And today's episode kind of wraps up a lot of what we've been talking about so far, which is the generic idea that what matters is our discovery of who we are. Um, the world will continue to label us and try to reconcile us in terms of what we are. But we um, are left with a personal struggle of who we are. Um, and, that, and that struggle gets in the way of a lot of our progress. Because what we're trying to achieve is an understanding of our lives and a journey that doesn't have hindrances that we create ourselves. So... I begin very um, honestly with the idea that I have fallen for this trap myself, the one that I'm going to describe. And the most important part about being in the situation is that I've done the work. So I've done, you know, thousands of hours of uh, what I would describe as um, work. Um, there's been talk therapy, there has been um, some psychotherapy, there's been some hypnotherapy, um, and there's been a lot of my understanding um, more about myself and who I am versus what I am and how I was raised to think about what I'm going to be, not who I'm going to be. And I was challenged with what I was going to accomplish as opposed to who I was going to um, evolve into and understand more about the idea that the person that I'm becoming is capable of all of the things that I want to do as long as they are true to them and not feeding my shadow and not focus too heavily on my um, conflict, which is the relationship between my shadow and my true self. And of course, there is the open dialogue that I have about Jekyll and Hyde, which I may or may not get into today. I may actually talk about that next week. Thank you for tuning in to I Disagree with Martin Johnstone. Um, I, uh, I hope that um, something I say has some impact, makes some sense, and is important. Um, and obviously, I'll leave the live up on Instagram for anybody to watch, and it'll be on YouTube as well, which is um, a burgeoning experiment uh, in terms of where video goes to uh, wait <laughs> to be deleted or lost in the blackout. Um, all of the gods and all of the monsters and all of the heavens and all of the hells are within us. That is Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell wrote The Art of Fiction and Joseph Campbell wrote Grendel, which was an exploration of the art of fi fiction. Grendel is based, is the Beowulf myth but it's um, from the monster's perspective. And that feeds very heavily into the idea that there is the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but there is no um, understanding of the story from Hyde's perspective. Because, of course, I argue that Hyde comes first, that we are who we are. 
and we create the perfect version of ourselves or as much of a perfect version of ourselves because we are programmed and born into believing that there is a possibility for a perfect version of ourselves and that we can actually go through life without failure, without making mistakes, and um, by being divine, which, of course, is, you know, not true at all. The truth is that what Joseph Campbell was explaining was that there is one form of narrative, and that is who am I? Um, and what to quote Charles Anthony Dunn, have I created um, to make my world the way it is? And, you know, that applies to both heroes and villains because what you're going to find is Walter Hamuzi believes that heroes and villains both have the same backstory and that that is pain. I go a little further um, and have people or ask you, invite you to understand or recognize your own pain and the, um, the value of that pain and the wealth of that pain and the wealth that that creates and the value it creates, but also what it teaches you about what you're capable of, who you are, and where you're going. And a lot of what's happening in terms of our own development is based on not where we think we are headed um, because you could be driving in a car on a journey with a plan and a map and there could be detours or hindrances or hurdles that are impossible to predict unless you've considered all of the permutations and put too much energy into planning a journey and instead of taking the first step. Um, so there is that. But there is also the other side of that, which is to say that joy actually feeds us as well. And becoming anodonic and ignoring the impact that joy has on your life, well, that can actually um, be a massive hindrance in terms of who we become. So... There are heroes and there are villains, and they both have the same backstory, according to Hamutsi. And you know what? That backstory is pain. Essentially, what, the, what we have is the idea that there is the beginning of somebody's life, my life, and then there is the inciting incident. And that inciting incident for me was my parents deciding that they no longer wanted us to be a family and that I would go live in Jamaica for a period of time while my mother um, organizes her life so that we could be together in America. Now, that was about a year and a half. So what you get very quickly is the idea that at the beginning of my first act of my life, what I have is I have separation from um, both of my primary caregivers um, after a period of time. And, you know, this is about 18 months into my life. But the truth is, is that this is why I don't have the bond with my parents that other people have. We develop a physical bond with our caregivers very early on. And I don't have that bond with either of the people who are, um, well, are biologically my parents. So at the beginning of that, 
you start to realize that, yes, I'm going to have a first act where I'm going to discover who my antagonist is, who creates my conflict. You have the same thing. And then there is a moment where you transition very heavily into the idea that you're rushing towards the most important point of your life known as the climax. So there is the beginning of your story that is not the beginning of your story because if you look very deeply into the beginning of your story, what I have, for example, is the beginning of my story is when my mother's father died in 1946 and then my father's father died in 1955. So as a result, they don't have, they don't have fathers. Um, as a result, they become nomadic people. As a result, my mother's family explodes across the earth because there's nothing keeping them together. And my father's family explodes as well because he goes off to Berlin um, in order to go to the University of Berlin. And my mother, of course, comes to England um, at a young age where she lives with her grandmother. Then her mother joins her. Then her mother leaves and then her grandmother kicks her out so that she ends up having to live alone at a very young age. And as a result of that, that's how she ends up um, 1963. So she's 19 years old when she meets my father. So, so that is the beginning of my life. And I'm not even there. OK, so the beginning of your story is well before your appearance. And then there was the middle of my story, which, of course, I lived in New York in the 20s. You know, I, I went to high school in Miami and I grew up in New York um, as a child. And then, you know, Queens, New York, Glen Oaks, and then before that fourth congressional district. And then, you know, then I went to Miami um, where I graduated. I went to two high schools. I graduated high school and then I went um, on my way. And I, of course, lived in New York. I lived in Miami. I've lived. Um, in Europe, and I've lived all over Europe, and I've worked all over Europe. And then we get to um, what will be the most important point in my life. I can't identify that. Um, part of me thinks that it has something to do with discovering my relationship with Heather. Um, part of it might have to do with Georgia. Part of it might have to do with um, my friendship with Mindy. Part of, there, there is there is a culmination of things that um, lead towards the most important moment in my life. I may already have had it. Um, I've survived illness. I've survived cancer. I've, um, you know, published books. I've achieved a lot of one, what I wanted to do um, um, professionally, um, creatively. Um, you know, obviously there's, more of a life for me to live because I buy, I buy into Project 100, um, Heather's narrative, and I buy very much into the idea that um, being robust, planning to age robustly is better than aging frailly and losing control. So very much in all of that ramble, um, what I will tell you is that it's unique and it's mine and yours is yours. And that's why we have to stop buying into the same old ideas about who we could be. We have to determine that what we will be is inconsequential to who 
we are, really are, and how even further than that, you get into a situation very quickly where you can say, hold on a second. Is he saying that we have been, pro yes, we have been programmed to believe that who we are fits into shapes that already exist. Now, we could call them professional shapes like doctor, lawyer, nurse, cop, educator, actor, musician. It doesn't matter. Artist, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we define who we are ourselves. And we do not allow form-fitting to push us into places where we do not fit, where we are not comfortable, where we are not safe, where we are incapable of having the emotional availability because we don't feel safe. And that means that we are unable to do what? Be our whole selves, be truthful, and become who we are meant to be. What stops this? Wounds. Trauma from those wounds. Unreconciled trauma. Unreconciled issues. Problems that we have with other people. Unreconciled relationships. There is no such thing as closure. Right? There are no accidents and coincidences. Okay? Everything comes full circle. But there's no closure. We're not going to get resolution on all of the problems that we have. What we're going to do is we're going to put energy into the wrong places by trying to answer questions that don't need answering. Why will suck the life out of you? Why? <laughs> I invite you to consider the six-word short story as more of an understanding, a Disney film, a Pixar film, okay, a Marvel movie, a DC movie, the Barbie movie, no book or play, no Macbeth, Cymbeline, Midsummer Night's Dream, none of them define you. This belief that we have is what Campbell is talking about when he says all of the gods and all of the monsters, all of the heavens and all of the hells are within us. This belief that we have that the world is already created for us to experience is outrageous. Charles Anthony Dunn says we created it. The truth of the matter is that I urge you, invite you to consider the six-word short story by Hemingway as more of an understanding of the way this universe works, which is for sale, baby shoes, never worn. We are left with so much mystery and we are left with so much understanding of the fact that mystery is what drives us and this constant need for reconciliation is what sucks the energy out of our ability to be who we really are. We are more than the sum of all of our existing storylines. 
We are not just the heroes or the villains or the gods or the monsters, the beginnings, the middles, and the endings. We are beyond what has already happened. And we are certainly capable of creating more than we already have or already considered. Because if we allow ourselves to become who we really are, what we end up doing is being focused on the idea Focused on the idea that life isn't about anything that can be exploited or plagiarized. Because you cannot be repeated. You cannot be exploited. You cannot be plagiarized. You cannot be copied. If you are true to yourself and as a result, someone else can't come along and do anything other than try, try and do what you've done. Can't be done. You can do what you are meant to do based on who you really are. So let's forget all of the tropes and all of the cliches and all of the characters that we are told that we are. Let's forget all of the things, the forms, the names, the labels that we are given to try to adhere to, conform to, The greatest act of rebellion in the universe is to create something true to yourself. And I invite you to do that. I know this goes against everything we're told. Everybody likes to say that the most formative relationship is that of Adam and God before Adam complains and says, you know, I'd like a friend and God makes Eve. But that that doesn't compute. The world isn't like that. We aren't given what we ask for. We're given what we work for. And we're given what generous people see as what they can gift us. Their energy that creates that. Not ours. So I would invite you to think about the path that you're on. And if you feel the conflict is not your own, if you feel that you are not being true to who you really are, and you are more focused on what you are, or if people around you are more focused on what you are as opposed to who you are, I would invite you to take a step back, have a look, get a considered view, see things from as high and as wide a perspective as you can, and focus on the idea that who you are matters 
more than what you are. I am Martin Johnstone, and I disagree.